At the far end of the universe, there is a planet ruled by a being of utter evil. And there is only one man who dares challenge him. From a distant galaxy, they have come to Earth. Dolph Lundgren as He-Man, Frank Langella as Skeletor. Only they have the powers to be. Masters of the universe, live the adventure. Blockbuster with starring Dolph Lundgren. We're talking. Yep, that's right. We're talking about Masters of the Universe. Uh, Jason. <laughs> uh, thanks, Matt. That was wonderful. Thank you for that introduction. We watched Masters of the Universe, the 1987 American science fantasy action film. Uh, John, for our first segment of the podcast, our favorite segment in some ways, will you describe the plot of the film in one sentence? There's a villain. A Skeletor, and he's trying to control the universe, and He-Man is the only thing that stands in his way. <laughs> Again, you don't have to be concise. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that, but I don't know what else there is to say about it. So there is a key yes. that opens up portals through throughout the universe and, and places and stuff. And because a Skeletor had it, he was controlling the, what is it, the Grace, the Grace Skull. Yeah, he wanted the power of Castle Grace Skull. The power of Castle Grace, which is where He Man lives, I think, or operates. The, the sorceress lived there. The sorceress who he's trained the, him, or some sort. Or I know it's their. I know it's their home base because my brothers had a toy of Castle Grace Skull when I was little, and it <clears> scared <throat> me. But that is the good guys's. Like HQ, I know that much. Okay, continue, John. So if Sorry. if you have those powers, you have all the powers of the universe. Yes, um, that much is clear. <laughs> so they end up on Earth, and uh, they're aided by civilians, I guess. Courtney Cox, yes, uh-huh. and her boyfriend, and uh, that's it. That, this is really a whole lot of nothing. Like, Who won? The good guys. Do you remember what the planet was called that they left? Um, knee, Nibor or something? Eternia. Eternia. Sure. How'd they get back to Eternia? By playing a keyboard. <laughs> and harnessing a lot of electric power. Yeah. They return to Eternia and then what happens? When they return with like, to defeat a Skeletor when he's like powerful? Yes. Yeah. That's what happens. John, that was fantastic. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> did a really thank, good job. Thank you for guiding me through it because... It, I didn't even need to do anything really. Yeah. Was this a good movie? <laughs> Is that where we're starting? I mean, that's where I like I, to start. I think that's a pretty good next following question. That. I kind of think it was. Okay. Not a good movie, but I thought it would, would be really bad. And I was actually, I probably would have loved this as a little kid. That doesn't mean it's a good movie, though. So you I said mean, it was a good movie, but it's not a good movie, but you would have loved it when you were a kid. Here's the thing. Something I knew about this movie was that they left like Eternia and most of the movie took place on Earth. As and I've heard that as a criticism of like you just want to see the actual characters like fight where they 
the actual story takes place in like the cartoons. But they come to Earth because it's cheaper to film a lot of the movie just like in a street somewhere in like the Midwest. First, like, I, I don't know where they were. Like what were they doing otherwise? Yeah, like, instead of like building sets and having like extravagant like puppetry and everything. And so I always thought people like hated that aspect of this. But it was actually pretty, for the most part, more action-packed and had more fantastical elements than I thought. So I think this was better than I thought it was I, going to be. It was, I mean, ba- it was bad but not boring. Okay. I mean, if you want Dolph Lundgren run around in a diaper and some little gremlin dude and and, that, and, it, and Courtney Cox, then sure, and, you know, go for it. And but. Dolph Lundgren kind of unable to really like say his lines. <laughs> <laughs> there was somewhere obviously dubbed. Like, I, I have, part of this movie was obviously dubbed. I do have something to I have something to say about that in okay. a, a later section. But yeah, Grildor. Who, the now, movie. Explain who Grildor is. is Grildor is Grildor like Gwildor. No, it's it's, it's Grildor. Grildor. So Gwildor is the he's a locksmith and an inventor, which happens to combine um, to make a cosmic key. Yeah. How, how would you describe his appearance to the police? Um. Very short, very ugly. I don't know, terrifying. Very looked like an animal. It's like a little gremlin. Yeah, kind of like his Boy weird ears. like cheeks were like sort of baggy, like yeah, going, like, like going into his weird. They beard looked like they were mane. melting off his face. Yeah, he looked true. like a deformed uh, dwarf from Lord of the Rings. Like a dwarf had a baby with an orc. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. That's him. That's really accurate. And then his his the way he talked was so annoying, and it made the movie almost unwatchable at points. Like I I literally would just pick up my phone as soon as he started talking, and I missed so many key elements of the movie. But anyways, other than that, there was some there was some good fun stuff, good action. It was also a time when they hadn't quite perfected makeup, so they'd have all these heavy makeup and prosthetics on the people. And they'd be talking, but their faces barely moved. And you can see their actual mouth behind the mouth moving. Yeah, it's pretty great. Although, so Skeletor, his face is a skeleton. Mm -hmm. I I actually, that wasn't too bad. It was okay. The nice thing is, the actor, who I'll I'll talk about in a little bit, he has a pretty flat nose. So they're able to kind of set his eyes back a bit in the prosthetics. And so the way it's set on his face, it looked like he had a flat nose. I could tell, though. I could tell it was In the like, close-ups, yeah. Yeah. But I was like, you know, for a low-budget 1980s movie, that's so, not bad. The thing is, it was obviously a mask. It was not like things put on his face. It was a mask that was covering yeah, his entire on his face. face. Yeah. yeah. And that was very, very apparent. Yeah, that's true. Which, it looked better at a distance, and there was so many shots filmed that were like a foot away from their face. And like right up in their grill. Way too yeah. close. When it was right up, you could tell that like the nostrils of the nose were just like... There's like fabric. a cloth. <laughs> a cloth with like a painted on piece across yeah. it. And pretty far away. This would have been pretty... Parts of this movie would have been very terrifying. Yeah. At one point, he's, uh, Skeletor sends four like assassin cronies after our heroes um, and they're teleported <laughs> to a high school gym that Courtney Cox and her boyfriend are helping set up. And they actually look pretty scary for what they are. If you if you were eight, I'd be terrified. Basically, yeah. basically, like I would compare them to uh, what is it, the Infinity War or whatever, like the Children oh. of Thanos. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Similar, like, obviously, wow. lower budget. John with know? an Avengers uh, <laughs> yeah. poll right there. Not bad. <laughs> well, the one, the one with, like, the 80s chick hair with a dog face. Yes. Yeah. And the hook. And they were, yeah, the hook they were short, <laughs> short and the hook hand. That's impractical. What are you, what are you doing with that? <laughs> Pretty scary. And they kind of had, like, this, like, undying loyalty to... To their master as well, so I could have used an opening crawl like Star Wars instead of just the announcement at the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, because it didn't really help clear anything <laughs> nope. else. Yeah. This movie basically was Star Wars. I feel like he a had little to be bit. a fan. Uh, yeah, in right. a lot of like a lot of copying. Well, it's funny you said because uh, prior to the release of the film, the Canon Group, which is the company that produced this movie, touted Masters of the Universe as the Star Wars of the 1980s. Oh, there you go. Hmm. Just funny because there were two Star Wars movies in the 1980s. <laughs> That's a good point. But if you remember, if you remember the Canon Group, uh, they're the studio that like went super bankrupt in the late 80s, and we've watched a couple of their movies. Invasion USA, we saw. Oh, okay, that's good. That was that, was, that had good. better action than that. Had really good action, down. yeah. Um, uh, there's already a bunch of movies I can, a bunch of Chuck Norris and Steven Seagal movies on this list that are on our list. We have yet to watch. I actually, oh, Over the Top, that was one. They made <laughs> this the, was more entertaining than Over the Top. <laughs> yeah. They made Superman Four. Have you ever seen that? No. Nope. It is. It's rough. <laughs> there's parts where it's <laughs> it's Christopher Reeve oh, really? who played wow. Superman through four movies right this is um, the last one huh? yes he basically like he's the one that like pulled it together because he wanted to make a statement about nuclear war oh. so it's in 1987 is when it came out oh. so the plot is like Superman goes around and like takes all the world's nukes and throws them into the sun and <laughs> but that Lex Luthor who's also played by Gene Hackman like yep. who was Lex Luthor in the first two films. I don't know how they got these people back. He takes advantage of that explosion to create a villain called Radiation Man using one of Superman's hair to create like the DNA from Superman's hair. Look, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Radiation Man is sort of like another Superman they fight and it's pretty bad. And you can see the wires in some of the fight scenes. It might be worth putting on the list at some point. Anyway, Canon Films went bankrupt in the late 80s. Would, would, this be, would this be a good segue to half-ass internet research? Yeah, let's do it. Oh. Thing, tell you the things I found? Yeah, Please let's do, do it. Okay. So, uh, this film is based on the Mattel toy line of the same name. So, question. was Did the toy line come out, or did the cartoon come out? What was the first thing that came out? So, the toy line came out first. Okay. And then the cartoon series. Wait, wait, wait. So, He-Man was a toy, originally. See, that's, it's, a, it's a toy line. That's remember, completely opposite of what do I Do you remember people thoughts? having He-Man toys? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was because of the cartoons. So, so usually... Isn't, isn't that the way it usually yeah, goes? Yeah, you have to like build up like a fan base, right? To where they like the thing, and then At they At least action figures. Action figures usually are based on something else. Yeah, like G.I. Joe's. They had cartoons. Well, I think the G.I. Joe came out before the cartoons. Is this how they did it in the 80s? Because now it's always the opposite. They make the toys after the shows. Yeah. Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah. The Mattel company released the original He-Man action figure in 1982, and the TV series came out in 1983. So the toy came first? The toy came first. Wow. But wait, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a comic book first? Yes. Okay. Was okay. He-Man a comic book? No. It's so, owned entirely by Mattel. So it just started as a toy, much like G.I. Joe. Yes. Okay. It's a toy line. Okay. And then the toy line was probably very popular, so they built the TV, the cartoon series around it. And this came out a couple years after the mm -hmm. cartoons. Did, yeah. Did anybody here watch the... Watch the cartoon series no. as a kid? No. I know my, my brothers did. And for uh, one Christmas, I got him the 
He-Man uh, Christmas special. Is it, is it better or worse than the Star Wars Christmas special? <laughs> it has to be better. I never actually saw it, but I remember on the back it said, fighting for the ho-ho honor of Castle Grayskull. <laughs> <laughs> we should have watched that one for Christmas. Wouldn't the kids be pissed if the movie came out and it wasn't like the cartoons, like closely related? I think they might now, but... In would, the, do you, would you care as an eight-year-old, ten-year-old? I'd be confused. I'd be like, this isn't the He-Man I know. Kent, were you a fan of like cartoon characters growing up? Ninja Turtles. As a f- no, I wasn't. As an avid fan of like comic book characters yeah. in the nineties, you had nothing. It was a drought. Do you remember Mark watching like the direct TV Captain America live action movie from the nineties that do was not. just horseshit? No. I remember renting that from Kent's all the time and just thinking it was so awesome because I had nothing else. Well, I don't think kids. Well, think about it. So when I don't I- think kids even registered it was different. They were just like, it's He Man. <laughs> That's even when, even when the X-Men movies came out, they were not really loyal to the cartoons. Yeah. Right? I mean, yes. different costumes, different storylines, different everything. So, and I still thought the X-Men car- movies were amazing. I, I do think, though, too, I also think kids just kind of don't You're notice right. or care. You're right. You're I also right. thought the Mario movie from the 90s was pretty awesome. Yeah, I do remember that one. I haven't seen that one for it a really long time. terrible. Is it like actual like people or is it's it actual cartoon? people, but like the Live way action. the way they've adapted like the elements of the Mario mythology is baffling. <laughs> Dennis Hopper is the bat is Koopa. <laughs> <laughs> and and Bob Hoskins is Mario. Anyway. Mm. Well That's that, another one we could yeah. visit sometime. <laughs> it's very, very bad. The, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie was good though. It was. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, like I would say that's one of the rare well, it's not much to instances. go off of. There's like, oh, kids that became turtles because of how? I guess it's a Wait, different... go, go on, go on. I don't know the origins of teenage <laughs> turtles, but they became turtles. And then they fight crime from the sewers. They eat pizza. That's all I know about. I don't know what kind of childhood you have. <laughs> here's, here's, the, here's the thing about the first Ninja Turtles movie. is it's, a, it's basically a direct adaptation of the first like five issues of the comic book. Oh, okay. So they had like a really structured story, and it's actually very faithful to it. But there was so that came out in 1990. There was a huge backlash to that because it's pretty violent. Mm. And do you remember like the second one is a lot sillier and a lot more dumbed down. They don't actually use their weapons to fight people. Is this live action or cartoons? Mm-hmm. The second live action film, and at the last 30 minute mark of the live action second film, like Vanilla Ice is there and they fight the Foot Clan and some other mutants. Wait, they, in, they meaning the, the, nin, the Ninja Turtles and Vanilla Ice? The, the Ninja Turtles are fighting two other mutants and they get in a warehouse and they're thrown through a wall and on the other side of the wall, Vanilla Ice is performing for probably like 40 youths and then the Turtles fight their Foot Clan with Vanilla Ice. No, they keep dancing. <laughs> They're all like weirded out, like this is a real thing. They all they're all weirded out by the ninja seeing the ninja turtles, and then the little ice like starts like bobbing his head, looking around, like yeah, we can work with this, like snapping his fingers, and they start dancing to a song called Ninja Rap, while the teenage mutant turtles fight the villains with the crowd standing around them. I love that as a kid. That sounds amazing. Fun fact about the uh, ninja turtles that many people might not know, but ninjas were perceived as like very bad in. Great Britain, so they were called the Hero Turtles. That's true, and in the mm. in the cartoons, so like yeah, they censor they censor Michelangelo's nunchucks, and he had like a he had like a grappling hook instead. So they call them teenage hero turtles. Teenage mutant <laughs> hero turtles instead of ninja turtles. <laughs> wow! Okay. Don't make fun of them. Uh, there are allies, Kent. Oh, 
So back to He-Man. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Went a little, little engine there. I apologize. Uh, this film was a critical and commercial failure. It grossed $17 million worldwide against a budget of $22 million. You don't say. But it is now recognized as a classic cult film. The critic score on Tomatoes is 17%. I found a little pieces of information on, on some of the cast members. Okay. Let's start with Skeletor. So Frank Langella plays Skeletor. He has won four Tony Awards and was nominated for Best Actor uh, as in Frost Nixon. Prior to this. Frost Nixon. After this. Yeah, He's, after he is a celebrated actor so that people very much respect. I don't, I don't recognize the name. Can you tell me something that I would have seen that he was in? Yeah, I wouldn't recognize his face because it was just... <laughs> Langella considers playing Skeletor to be one of his favorite roles. When he was offered the role, he said that he didn't even blink. He said, I couldn't wait to play him. He cited his then four-year-old son's love for Skeletor while running around his house yelling He-Man's battle cry. I have the power. But he genuinely loved his time as playing that character. Would you say this gave him like his start? No, not at all. <laughs> he, he was like, he was a pretty well-established actor by that point. Oh, okay. Uh, this was Courtney Cox's first major uh, big budget motion picture. If you can believe that. Let me tell you a little bit about Dolph Lundgren's experience on this movie. It was his first leading role following the success of Rocky IV, which is two years earlier, and he has labeled it his least favorite film. He does all of his own stunts in the movie. Uh, he said in a French magazine that working on this film was a nightmare. The shooting schedule was five months, including two months of night shooting. He felt playing He-Man was his lowest point as an actor. He said he was approached to do a sequel during the shooting, and he turned down the offer. At the time of the filming, Dolph Lundgren had limited acting experiences. experience. He spoke with a thick Swedish accent and was not yet fluent in English. Director Gary Goddard. He had planned to have all of Lundgren's lines dubbed by another actor. However, Lundgren's contract stipulated that he would have at least three opportunities to redub his lines in post-production. With the <laughs> film running behind schedule, Goddard decided to use Lundgren's natural voice instead. So I think for the most part, what you hear is what he said on the day of. I thought you also might like this, John, especially Billy Barty, who played Gwildor, received a Golden Raspberry Award nomination for Worst Supporting mm -hmm. Actor, but he lost to David Mendelhall for Over the Top, which was also from <laughs> canon. <laughs> What's the girl who plays Evil, Evil Lynn? Oh, that's uh, Meg Foster. You like Meg Foster. I do. Her eyes were naturally that piercing blue. Yeah, I thought they were contacts. They look green to me. No, look, look up I'm some pictures. I'm colorblind, it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. So the filmmakers <laughs> considered having Foster wear contact lenses to mask her, mask her naturally pale blue eyes, but decided that her natural eyes fit the character better. However, they did augment Foster's chest, fitting cleavage into the character's costume. Foster's costume weighed a reported 45 pounds and the actress sustained really? bruises to her oh, groin what? from the breastplate she wears throughout the movie. They didn't make it out of plastic? It was like, she, like steel? She said that it was constructed out of fiberglass, and it restricted her movements a great deal, which is why she's never shown sitting down. <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. Uh, she also said that the discomfort of the costume helped inform her performance as the weight and design of the costume forced her to puff out her chest during every take, thus generating the character's slinky posture. Mattel, who owned the and produced Masters of the Universe toy line, they mandated early in the production that He-Man could not kill anyone on screen. And that's why Skeletor's troops are made into robots. Oh, those are robots? Mm-hmm. I thought they were like. Remember, people. he shoots one that's flying around and it blows up. Um, one that more wasn't clear at all that they were robots the entire no, time. No, it never was. Uh, one last piece of uh, half assed internet research. Canon Films had intended to create a Monsters of the Universe sequel, indicated by the end credits with the reveal that Skeletor survives his fall. That was that uh, five second clip I made you guys all sit through the credits to watch. <laughs> yeah. John, but they didn't. 
No. John, do you want to describe what happened in the end credits of the movie? Um, so the credits went on for a long time because obviously it was a big budget and there's a lot of people making it. And then Skeletor comes out and he says, I'll be back. Comes out of like this water. Yeah. Water, or yeah. lava of some sort. Because he had fallen into a big pit yeah. in Burr Palpatine style. Yeah. You know, must have been like 2,000 foot drop at least, but he survived. <laughs> yeah, that water always helps. Yeah, it's like a cushion, isn't it? Yeah. If you're following yeah. it. Yep. Uh, the sequel was titled <laughs> Masters of the Universe 2 Cyborg. Uh, <laughs> Dolph Lundgren said he wouldn't return for it, so they, they had everyone cast, they had a budget, they had everything ready to Except go in this movie. Dolph Lundgren didn't want to return, so they got pro surfer Laird Hamilton <laughs> to replace Dolph Lundgren. Um, and the only aspect known about the sequel's screenplay was that He-Man would have returned to Earth and was disguised as a professional quarterback. <laughs> so, there was never a sequel. And they've tried for years to, like, make a reboot to this, reboot He-Man, Master of the Universe. Technically, one has a release date for 2021. They shouldn't. Maybe Disney can do it right. That's know? the thing. I feel like no. there's, there's people just slightly older than us who probably feel the way about this that we would about, like, a Ninja Turtles no. movie. No, they shouldn't no. do that either. Leave it in the past. It would have flopped no matter Not what. Not if it was good. It wouldn't it would be have, good. How would, would you have make that? You can make anything good. How the Castle do? of Grayskull is like <laughs> the throne of the universe. There's That's pretty ridiculous. Eternia. Did like, you see how ridiculous of, that place looks? Look, you're saying things to me that like you could as easily be saying things from Lord of the Rings, which won Best Picture. You know what I mean? Like You, you can make anything good if you have the right take on it. No, not Disagree. with these names. Not with these names. I think you can. Gray skull, the Tower of Gray Skull. It's literally a castle. gray you mean, castle. Make whatever. it make it gritty, like Game of Thrones or something. <laughs> and He Man. I actually, I would go in the other direction, and make it campy. Like, in fact, even what uh, this movie, it would flop if you did that. I don't think so. It would absolutely flop if you did that. Here's here's my pitch. You would have to go the direction of The Witcher or Game of Thrones. I think I would do it sort of like this movie, where the actual world of He Man is very self serious. And then they're brought to Earth, and it's kind of like a fish out of water where some where someone's like, like someone's like movie. yes, or even uh, like Thor. I understand now. Okay, gotcha. the fact that they made Thor like Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, that's true. That's what I'm saying. Like, like Thor joke. inherently is should not work in any way cinematically. <laughs> that's that's true. what I'm saying. Like, that's true. if you just have the right mind behind it and the right yeah. take, I think anything can be good and anything can be bad. Like a foolproof idea. It's like that's going to be awesome. Can also suck. Yeah. I don't know. No, you got me with the Thor thing. No. Yeah. Thor Thor has so much more but you can you're, there's you're just so much more in the story light. history behind it. So there's I, so much to add. But, you know what I mean? Like but so depth, does so does He Man though. Like I think He Man could you could argue has just as much depth. Okay. As so, as a Norse myth. Thor might have depth, but like like as far as his mythology, but how can you execute that in a movie where it's not stupid and people are able to? You're yeah. thinking of it, and as you do it. You movies. do it like fun. You do it like Thor Ragnarok or Guardians of the Galaxy, and okay. lean into it. So I, I was thinking more of like a Justice League type of movie, which no. would have been terrible. No, you yeah, I, that, you can't do it. You can't. So that, that's I, the, no, that's what I was envisioning when you first said redoing this. Oh no I was way. like, oh, it's gonna end up like a no, like be, a Justice League. That, there's right? there's two there's just so many examples of things like that that are just stuff. like that are very generic and just suck. Yeah. This what I think you'd even work if they like had the very self serious people come into the real world. You could try, but I still think they shouldn't. They should just leave it. I also agree. Okay, let's move on to best quote. There is a whole segment that was fantastic with Courtney Cox. Yeah. Uh, looking at the graves of her dead parents with her boyfriend and explaining to her 
it's explaining to him and the audience the tragedy behind why her parents are dead. I might just try to find the whole scene and drop it in here. <laughs> the whole thing is amazing. I never told anyone this before. It's my fault they died. Julie, come on. It was a plane crash. Those things just happen. You don't understand. So we're all supposed to go to the beach that day. But I said I had to study because I wanted to spend the day with you. So I took the plane to Catalina instead. Hey, come on. Your mom and dad wouldn't want you to go around the rest of your life blaming yourself. Would they? No. Uh, my other that's really, great. my other favorite line was, uh, oh, th yeah. throughout a lot of the movie, there's a policeman that's trying to like <laughs> stop them and figure out what's going on, and he unwittingly gets uh, pulled into the action when the heroes are able to transport themselves back to Eternia to fight Skeletor. Uh, he gets sucked up with them, and at the end of the movie, when they defeat Skeletor, he decides he wants to stay in Eternia. This man who probably has <laughs> friends and family and obligations in Earth after a couple minutes just decides he wants to stay there because he has a hot babe yeah because there's right. girls like and caressing his shoulder he while this, he's sitting on a throne he has this ridiculous like he probably had a, a dead end job he did have a dead end job he's a cop so you think he's better off staying there he probably had a wife that he didn't like a bunch of kids <laughs> did he he like, even, oh i need to get away and this hot babe is willing to maybe he had whatever. no one maybe he's coming home every day to his, his empty apartment just oh, him yeah. just him and his boss even better, better. Even better. <laughs> So you're really gonna stay here, huh? What, are you kidding? What am I gonna go back there for? And look what I got here. I got, I got a castle. I got a view. I got clean air. I got a beautiful woman, huh? Some kind of retirement, huh? <laughs> Porky Cox is on the run from the bad guys. And then Dolph Lundgren, like, immediately steps in and, like, defeats the bad guys. And then they cut away for a while to Skeletor. And they come back, and it's just Dolph Lundgren sitting down with Courtney Cox saying... Our only hope of defeating Skeletor is to find the cosmic key. Now those creatures were after you for a reason, Julie. Have you seen it? And she immediately buys in. She's just like, oh, of course. She's like, yes, naked man. Yeah. <laughs> the way he said it was pretty funny. Oh, so funny. I loved, I loved uh, when Grild Gildor is playing the buttons. He just like, oh, I got to access my code, and then he just like. <laughs> <laughs> Something on that. The bad guys knew how to use his own invention better than he did. He had no idea what he was doing half the time. All right, let's wait. Wait before you say that. Let's transition to another fan favorite segment. What's the most implausible moment in this movie? <laughs> All right, Kent, ask your question. Oh, you want me to leave with that? Right, please. I that... wasn't the most implausible though. Okay. It was stupid. Yeah, the part where you can just insert my clip from the previous one. I just might. You might, but. Take two? Take two. Please. <laughs> okay. Might as well. So the part where the... What's his name again? Gwildorf? Gwildor. Gwildor? Yeah. 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 You struggle with that one. <laughs> it's a weird name. Okay. But he's 
he doesn't know how to use his own invention, that little synthesizer thing, better than the actual bad guys do. They know how to use his invention. They pick it up and they're able to figure it out right immediately. away. Immediately. Yeah. This really like, bothered you. Yeah, it bugged me because he's like, ah, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And you then exclaimed in the middle of the movie. You brought all of our he attention to it. He invented it. He should be the only one that knows that. No, you, you got a good point. Yeah. Uh, the, probably the most implausible part for me, besides the premise of the movie, was that Dolph Lundgren was able to jump onto one of those flying saucers that the <laughs> villains were flying around on and just pilot it. And at one point, one of the villains is flying, is chasing him on a saucer too, and he somehow goes upside down yeah. and then disappears from the guy's vision. It's never really clear spatially where anyone is in that sequence. And then he shows up again and just kills him with his sword. Yeah, he shoots between uh, a tree and then... Yeah, it was weird. It was thing. just a robot, right? That's true, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't... I probably wouldn't have cheered for him if he'd killed a, a living being. Yeah. I would say the movie itself is the most implausible moment. Yes. This is small, <laughs> but it bugs me every single time. These people are from somewhere in the universe we have no idea from. Like uh, He-Man and Skeletor and all those other Eternia, guys. It's called Eternia. Yeah. <laughs> They're from Eternia. And they get to Earth and they speak English right off the bat to everybody. And they can like, breathe the air... Yeah. yeah. In a, in a world their, where their physiology like is perfectly Will, compatible. Wildor can like fab up a car. Yeah. Like, to like soup up a car in less than fifteen <laughs> minutes. No, the language. Well, I believe, I believe that Wildor is an, oh. an inventor. All right, the John Matrix Award for the best name in the movie. I'll list off a couple names. We got Karg. We got Sarod. We got Beastman. We have Blade. We have Gwildor. We have Evil Lin. We have Skeletor, and we have He Man. Beastman, Evil Lynn. It's between Beastman and Evil Lynn, actually. <laughs> I'm gonna have to say Evil Lynn as well. Uh, I'm gonna say Evil, <laughs> evil Lynn. It is just so that on is, the nose. That is by far the stupidest one. Because they have to explain that she's evil. <laughs> yeah. Was that like her Christian name? Was she given Evelyn? <laughs> like I, I don't. I need some more explanation just about that. It. Oh, Evelyn. Uh, let's go. With Evelyn that. went bad, and now she's evil. And now a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. This episode of Manly Movie Monday is sponsored by the University of Sydney. Become your own master of the universe by following in the footsteps of producer, director, and He-Man star Dolph Lundgren by obtaining a master's degree in chemical engineering from the University of Sydney. Australia's first university and one of the world's leading universities, the Huffington Post has ranked the University of Sydney as one of the top ten of the world's most beautiful universities. Visit sydney.edu.au to use promo code MANLYMOVIEMONDAY, all one word, to receive 30% off your first five months of tuition to any master's program offered by the university. This offer expires December 31st, 2019. Again, that's Manly Movie Monday, all one word, sydney.edu.au. When you expand your mind, as University of Sydney alum Dolph Lundgren's He-Man would say, you have the power. And now, back to Manly Movie Monday. <laughs> Alright, uh, one of my favorite segments, uh, which character would you watch uh, a 10-episode Netflix spinoff on? The uh, robot. <laughs> his buddy? The buddy robot. That was I would maybe the cop aft at the end. Him getting into hijinks in Eternia. Here's, here, here's my pitch with this guy. Half of the series is him getting into hijinks in Eternia, and the other half is his family back in Earth starting an investigation looking for him. <laughs> it's actually really good. Yeah, that's sure. Really good. That's what I want to. 
No or, one else was really that interesting. Or Gwildor. You don't want to... No. I wanted to see an episode or a spinoff of him being killed. You don't want you don't want an episode, you don't want a show where Gwildor every week has to someone comes in with a new thing he has to fix. I want to see him die. <laughs> the, so I what I, if what if what if the pitch was every episode he ends up murdered in a different way? <laughs> I'll, I'll sign up for that. Uh, okay. Uh, no, I won't unless he's murdered within the first five seconds. Because <laughs> holy cow! So, are we? Si- do we have any other takers, or is it? I'll we'll do the is cop. It, is it the cop? I, I didn't like, like the cop either. I feel though. like the cop is a good one, but I feel like. Blade also had a good backstory. Yeah. Of the four like villains, he had like the most personality like, intrigue to his backstory. Oh, yeah. What about the Definitely. janitor at the high school? Mm, no. Who no. wants to learn about that guy? I know, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. digging. Uh, Netflix, tweet at us if you uh, want to hear any more oh. of our pitches. <laughs> uh, apparently, Gwildor can send people back in time. So, time traveling, maybe. Oh, oh spinoff. You can die. Well, Gwildor is just like the... I'd like to see He-Man kill Hitler. Gwildor is the narrative device used to send He-Man back in time. In each episode, He-Man has but to go back in time. But we don't want to see He-Man. We want to do a spinoff. In every episode, He-Man is trying to kill Hitler. <laughs> and he, he fails. Hitler gets away every episode. That's what you're, that's what you're proposing. Yes. And like yeah. the purpose of the show. I watched that. Oh, He-Man has to kill Hitler. It's called He-Man versus Hitler. <laughs> that shows up on Netflix tomorrow night. You're not watching that with I Dolph Lundgren reprising the role. I would watch that. The movie you. that movie's already been made. And Taika Waititi as Adolf Hitler. I was going to say too. <laughs> I would watch the, every single episode of that. All right. I kid you not. That movie's already okay. Been made. I don't know. That's we got it's some good cool. candidates here. Yeah. I I'll go with the cop. That's all. I'm sticking with. I'm going. I'm going. Cool. Try. Uh, I'm going with He-Man versus Hitler. I am also going He-Man versus Hitler. I I didn't like the cop, but I do like the story about his family trying to find him. You like that? (laughs) Like how that parallels? It could be like it could be kind of funny or sad. You know, a little bit of both. Yeah, both. Yeah, it kind of walks that line totally. I hate the cop though. You have to recast him with somebody else. Well, you learn more about him. You fall in love with him. No, you would. And he could be more comedic. Yeah, future. No, he tried. What's the deal with this? (laughs) And that's how every episode ends with a freeze from him, like shrugging. No, the fact that you brought or that like, up makes me go, what, I want to go with What a retirement! <laughs> I thought, I didn't know retirement was going to be like this! He-Man versus Hitler, then. Okay. Okay. You convinced me. Alright, my next question. Uh, Gwildor sends Courtney Cox back in time before her parents leave on their fatal plane crash, and he's able, she's able to prevent... She's able to prevent them from leaving and therefore being killed. Do you think her parents are fated to die Final Destination style? <laughs> And that this awesome. this will then start a series of events, maybe another Netflix series, <laughs> where Gwildor will continually have to send her back in time to prevent their death every week. I think she'll get bored. Death, death has their number, and she robbed death of two of its victims, and it's coming back for it. <laughs> John's, John's at his final straw. Oh, John, John just collapsed. He just threw in the towel. <laughs> um, I think... It was a butterfly effect, anyway. Like that wouldn't make sense because they wouldn't remember anything if they had. Oh, uh, they did. Courtney Cox and her boyfriend. I know, did. but they shouldn't have. So it's that paradox. Other huh. question then: Since they were sent back in time, does that mean they were back in time in Eternia as well? So they will eventually show up again exactly. in Courtney Cox's timeline. And that's, that's why Skeletor is still alive. Maybe not, because if her parents never died, they would might be in technically different places. You don't know what where that next. It was this was a year later. So you don't know where their lives would have taken them from now. So they might not be in the school gym when everyone should. They might not find the key, Gwildor's key. Well, oh, okay, no. okay, but will, will this is the sequel. <laughs> they wouldn't have this is the sequel. They wouldn't have been in the cemetery. 
They wouldn't have found it. Exactly. They would not have found but, it. But they would still be in the town. But they wouldn't have they, they found the tool. You're they right. They would have to rewrite it and say, it didn't fall in the cemetery. It fell somewhere else. You're right. And then when... And then how would Skeletor have known where He-Man was? Because they wouldn't. nobody would have used the tool. My mouth the is key. a gate. <laughs> in the future, the literal future yes. of our lives, yes. I would go back in time and yes. stop talking about this <laughs> five minutes ago. You would have needed... You John, would've... it was just getting good. It okay, was just sorry, getting sorry. Good. Let's, let's continue. John, that, that means that, you would, that, means that you would talk. know Gwildor oh, and have you... to put up with him all the time. You would have to get Gwildor's help. <laughs> oh, what a treat. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next. All right. I think, all John, right. I think John put the kibosh on that All one. right, fine. Uh, we're towards the end of the show. Uh, we want to do our little manly movie Monday danger rating of the villain. Yeah. Uh, the villain is Skeletor. What would you give him? Out of one uh, to four. One. Well, okay, when he has the power, what was he going to do didn't with it? Do like, anything. he didn't say he was going to dominate the universe. Like, what he, if he would have, like, ruled in just you thought he nature? It was, it was, shot, he shot lasers out of his eyes. It was dark against light, John, and he was from the dark. He I was, understand he was from the dark, but he had no intentions of, like... He was going to kill an innocent angel lady. She oh, was yeah. literally dying. And he, the he sorceress. Wore, yeah, exactly. He was oh, just okay, taking her place. Okay, but, like... Him, his intentions of how bad he is isn't how dangerous he is. I know that's why I gave him one because okay. he didn't. I'm going to give anything. him a two. Sure, because I because I kind of need to compare it as well this to like so, how well He Man could fight him. This world and the story were so fictitious. I can't even like bring it anywhere near enough reality to be able to assign him a number. Ask yourself this: at the end of the day, what did he accomplish? Nothing. Well. He terrorized a lot of people and caused a lot of property damage. I feel like I feel like I feel like if he showed up now, the military would kick his ass. A lot so of, one. A but lot of robots were killed during this. Film. If my number one is Max von Sydow from Strange Brew, he's a number two. Okay. I'm comfortable with number two. I'm going yeah. with the number two because he had all the powers of the universe, whatever that means, and he was like a god at one point, you know. But he still <laughs> lost it. I yeah, but so. He Man is like. I guess that powerful as well. So. <laughs> so I agree that he is more villainous, dangerous than Max Van Sydow. But Thank you. I am. This is totally a made up number. So one, yeah, that's fair. I would have given Strange Brew a zero, but we couldn't, so I'm sticking with the one. Okay, right. so two right. twos, two ones, one point five. What a rate the movie out of four. One. Four. I'm gonna say two. I'm gonna say two. That's fine. I, it's a bad movie, but I laughed in it. I had more. I enjoyed it more. And I, was I laughed more than I thought. I, I laughed would be. at the movie, so it was a two. Yeah, Gildor ruined it for me. <laughs> we'll keep it at a one. He kind of made it for me. I'm, I'm gonna give it a one too. I have to give it a one. I would never watch that movie again. I would also never watch. Uh, that yeah, movie. I would never watch it again. John, uh, before that, the entertainment value was good. Before we leave, will you give us your best Gildor impression? Uh, like when like. <laughs> or when he's like <laughs> pressing on the yeah. buttons, he's like, Why don't you give us a selection? Um, I mean, how about when he's in distress earlier? Oh, when hey, I got a car, guys. Let's go. Hop in the car. I, oh, I'm, a, I'm an inventor and a locksmith. Wow. <laughs> All right, he's playing the key. He's like trying to open up a portal. Give us, give us a little bit. This is my cosmic key. And if I press this sequence of buttons, then I will know where we are going to. It was like that. <laughs> okay. Okay, good character. All right. You've come around on him? Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, that's it. Unless anyone has any other parting thoughts on Masters of the Universe, that's that's it. We watched it. We've been trying to watch it for a little bit, but it was what, ve- it was vetoed a couple weeks ago. Oh, what's, oh, what's next time? Two by weeks. the way, we watched it with ads because you couldn't purchase it, and there was no ads. <laughs> yes. Burger King. I, there was per- product placement of Burger King getting placed into the sink. Yes. The rap with oranges. With oranges. Courtney, Courtney Cox's bo- boyfriend, in a hurry to clean up his apartment, just lifted up all of his Burger King trash and put it into a sink along with a bunch of oranges. I guess there was also... I mean, it's the 80s, man. You know what? I don't think any actual um, like company would want to advertise, <laughs> even through Amazon, on this movie. They're just like, uh, no. There's, there's... That product placement was the worst product placement ever. There was definitely like a long... Uh, shot of the Burger King. It was very at one point. It was almost King. like he like kind of moved one of it to like make it like no, neater, like yeah. more straight he onto the camera. The cup so you can yeah. see the Burger. King. Yeah, definitely Burger King. And then it, and then it just like sitting there in the sink of all places. No, he put them in the sink, like yeah. to throw them away. Who yeah. throws away stuff in the sink? He like, could hear someone approaching the door. And it was like, oh, we do shit. our dishes. He's like, yeah, just throw. I'll just throw all this right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, good journey. Sorry. Lovely movie. You know what? That was my favorite part of the movie. Oh, wow. The Burger King wow. product placement. Yeah. Kind of made us all wish we'd gotten Burger King tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it worked. It's a wonderful restaurant. <laughs> you know they get free refills? <laughs> are, are they are they sponsoring this week's podcast, too? We have a, oh. <laughs> I got this for Christmas. Can't <laughs> uh, a realism expert just produce from his pocket a Burger King gift card? I guess we're going to Burger King after the maybe podcast. A little, on me. On maybe a little uh, post-podcast trip to the BK Lounge. <laughs> okay, how about this? We don't know what movie we're going to be watching next time, but I did finally set up a Twitter account. So all those jokes of me saying tweet at us, we, you really can now. I'm, and I'm going to, by the time you hear this, I'll put a bunch of tweets on there, and I will announce on Twitter the selection we're watching. The uh, Twitter account is at ManlyMovieMon, M-O-N, short for Monday. Uh, <laughs> All right. Again, so tweet at us or email us at ManlyMovieMonday at gmail.com. Again, you never do. We have no comments or responses from you from the outside world. We'd love to hear from you and let you know. Let us know you're there, that uh, this all isn't in vain and we're not just yelling into an empty void. Um, thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. Later. Bye, John. I have the power! <laughs> I was just like, ah! ah, What a movie. You know what? Entertaining. What was fun is that we had so much to talk about. Like, that movie makes you think. What an interesting... It, it really does. <laughs> about other th- everything but that movie. <laughs> <laughs> we went off on Ninja Turtles for like 15 minutes. Yeah, that's because none of you had seen Ninja Turtles 2. I've never I had to explain is the that mil- vanilla ice. Is the yo-yo in the Oh, yeah, world? around the world, yeah. yeah. Around the world. <laughs> <laughs>